We're on pod. We're doing a podcast. It's what's back. We're back. It's back on pod. The boys are back. The boy- <laughs> yeah. We're thin Lizzie. You know us from the looking glass. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You know up. us from senioritis. That was a good one. Yeah. All two of them. So uh Maybe we'll make three of this one. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's jump right in. My name is Eli. I'm I'm Luke. I'm Lucas. And we're doing a podcast. It's a pod time. Again. We're, we're podding again. Back in the now this is pot racing is what's going on. <laughs> what's this one about? This one's about movies now? I don't know. I think it's going to be like pop culture in general. I think we can really? probably do one for like the Game of Thrones finale when that happens because we don't have to pay for that. I don't like we already pay, we're already paying for it. Yeah, it's it's, it's bad now. Um, Whatever. But we'll get we'll get to that on the next episode. I um love, I love podcasts. I wanted to wanted to make a podcast because I listen to other podcasts and that's not the it's not me talking, so I want to hear myself talk. I want to hear Eli talk too, because I missed his beautiful voice and his beautiful face. Not not enough people uh, have the exact opinions that we have. We're cutting, and, uh, we're cutting it from the pot. Yeah, as two uh, white men in our twenties, I really feel like we're uh, tapping into a unique market. Here's, here's my pitch. Here's my pitch world. to Vice. It's we're we're Siskel and Ebert. But uh, we get really high first. Yeah, I did and, smoke before I went to see and, this movie and watch and watch movies instead. It's called uh, it's called I don't know something something about weed in it. We have Action Bronson on the show, Spike Spike Jones on the show, um, anybody else who works at Vice on the show, um, the the chef who cooks with weed on the show, anybody anybody who's on Vice Land can is. Can come join our Viceland show that I'm pitching right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mail this podcast to them. It's gonna be a cassette tape of this podcast. This is getting it mailed to them. That'd be a good. That'd be a good time. Hopefully we'll get we'll be on Viceland soon. What do you think about joining Viceland? I think that's a great pitch. Yeah, I think we'd fit I th- right in. I think we'd fit right in there. Yeah, we don't have a name yet, so they can maybe help us we think help of a name. Help us think of a name, Viceland. By the time this is uploaded, it'll need to have a name, but. Uh... We'll worry about that when we upload it. All right. So what movie did we see? Well, tonight we're here to talk about Pokemon Detective Pikachu, which is the full name of the movie. It's the full name of the it's movie. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. In case you didn't know who Pikachu was. Iconic 1990s character. And and I think before we get started, I think let's just uh, go ahead we and... We didn't open our Pokemon. Yeah, they gave out uh, Pokemon cards at the movie when we bought our tickets. So I think we're going to start off we're gonna open with it. an unwrapping. Which, so, did you get a Pikachu? Yeah, everyone gets a Pikachu. In well, fact, it's a Detective Pikachu. Well, what, pe- what Detective Pikachu did you get? Uh, it's a Detective Pikachu with uh, coffee break. What is, and, is he and, drinking coffee? And corkscrew punch. I yeah. can't open mine. <laughs> Hold on. He, he has corkscrew punch too. Yeah, I bet they all. Have, he I didn't bet. actually like. No, he didn't do that in the do movie. Do that in the movie. It's pretty spoiler. Spoilers all. Yeah, over this the, is gonna be a spoiler filled podcast. In, in case you were wondering. If there is going to be any spoilers for Detective Pikachu in this movie, oh, there's going to be tons of spoilers, so... Yeah, I mean, I think I think we can both agree that uh, the most interesting parts of this movie are are the spoilers. I You're having real trouble with that. Do you want me to open that for I, you? I, I have sweaty hands. <laughs> I can't open it. Yeah, open it for me, All right. Dad. <laughs> Spoiler. You got a Lickitung. Yeah, I did. Oh, man, this is really hard to open. All right, there we go. Why, why is this year so easy? What did I get? Give me my Pokemon. Yes, I got a coffee one, too. Yeah, I think everyone gets the same Detective Pikachu Yes. Card. No, I don't think they... I think there's, like, three different ones. Oh, really? I got Psyduck. Good. Ah, oh, nice. Your Psyduck is way better than my Lickitung. Yeah, no, it's not. Lickitung, well, let me see it. I'm gonna tell you right here. 
Flip a coin if you get tails. This attack does 20 damage for each heads. Flip a coin until you get tails. So it, it, this, it will just keep licking. If you keep hitting heads, you're doing 20 times whatever. How many okay, that's actually get. pretty good. That's, that's, all that's my, not bad. All my Psyduck does is it does 10 damage and becomes confused. But I think we can agree that, that Psyduck uh, played, a, played a unique role in this movie. I think Psyduck is a great Pokemon. Um, mainly because it's a duck and I like ducks. This movie definitely made me appreciate Psyduck more than I did uh, just as a player of the, of the games. All right. So going in, what was your um, Pokemon experience? Uh, yeah, that's a good place to start. So, Pokemon, um, I played a lot of the Game Boy games. I played Ruby the most, but I also definitely played Crystal. You know, I played, uh, like, like Silver or something. Um, I, I played, like, Black when it came out, uh, and probably a couple more in between that I can't recall off the top of my head, but uh, I, I played the most in, in the Ruby Sapphire generation. I've I've had 17 points towards going to the World Championship of Pokemon in 2017. So I'm a good I'm good at Pokemon. I'm the best there ever was. What's your initial impression of the movie? What would be your initial? Real talk. Um. So it's not like it's not like the movie was like bad. It's definitely like a passable movie. it's hard to be. It's hard to just be like, oh yeah, this movie is just like terrible or what or whatever, because like you know everything that's gonna happen when as soon as like you l- enter the theater and like get the setup, you're like, oh yeah, okay, everything that's laid out for me is like I can tell by the numbers what's going to happen. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's like, oh, like this is going to be a bad time. It's like I like this story. That's why I'm here to see it. Um, and I I actually enjoyed myself a lot watching this movie. I was laughing throughout. Um, they make a like really like weird jokes that are just like not on tone for what you think like would be in a Pokemon movie. Um, like they had a joke about doing cocaine. Um, they uttered the word the word birth. It's not a word. It's two words. But they uttered birth canal in the movie. It was pretty cool. Um, not what I was expecting at all. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> there's some jokes about uh, caffeine addiction. There's a joke about setting a Pokemon on fire. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really do embrace the fact that they are aping the the uh, noir genre. That that is the basic setup for the movie. It, most of the cliches of what you're going to find in the movie are just a very by the numbers detective story. Not like the Maltese Falcon, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's no Maltese Falcon. Uh, it's a Maltese Pikachu. <laughs> Maltese Pikachu. Um, yeah, I would say I, I felt okay about it. I, I enjoyed myself at uh, at different times. Um, if I would say anything, I would say I wish the action sequences were maybe a little more inspired, but I thought the actual emotional core of the movie and the actual story they were telling, they did a really good job communicating. So yeah, I think a movie that just tries to tell its own story and succeeds at communicating its own story is a successful movie. That, that's how I define a success for a movie, is do you achieve your goals? So did po- Detective Pikachu uh, achieve its goals? I would say mostly. I would say I had a good time, and it's clearly trying to be a comedy. I would say I appreciated the main connection between the characters that the movie's about. Can we just, like, talk about what happens? or? Yeah, yeah. Well, do you want right. to do a quick recap? Let's just do a rundown. All right. So... It starts off with our our main character, 
Or no, it first starts off with a, a breakout. They, yeah. The legendary Pokemon n- number 150 um, Mewtwo breaks out of prison. Pokemon prison. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> They're much. doing like experiments on him. You don't know what it is yet. And uh, blows up a car. He, he goes, like a car's driving away from the prison. And Mewtwo just blows it up because he's like fucking hates cars, I guess. And then it cuts to the main character's name is um, Tim Goodman. In case he <laughs> wanted to make sure that he was the good guy in the movie, um, his friend is trying to like help him out because like he Tim's uh, like de- very thoroughly depressed. So <laughs> he's like, "Okay, let me get you out of your funk, and we'll catch you a Pokemon." Because you don't have a Pokemon in your life. You're incredibly lonely, and you need like a a Pokemon because they live in a Pokemon world. Um, yeah, I think it's important to establish here that it takes they very specifically set the movie in Rhyme City, a city where Pokemon and people live together and is in fact explicitly stated to be in contrast to the rest of the Pokemon regions where right. Pokemon live in the wild. Right. They really point that out very specifically that this is a no battle city. And despite that there's going to be like a lot of battles in this movie. Yeah, that's it, the point. Um yeah, it's pretty cool though that they, they like acknowledge like all of these other in, in our world, all of these other regions exist, but we also have, like... Because I'm pretty sure they speak French and Spanish at and, and one point. So they're like, also, like, French and... their France and Spain exist, but if they have Pokemon in them. And also, like, every Pokemon region exists. So I don't know where geography, like, <laughs> where it all works, but it's there. Who cares? It's a dumb kids movie. Anyway, what happens? Tim... Tim doesn't catch the Pokemon. He tried to catch a Cubone because, um, so Cubones uh, wear the the skull of their dead mothers. Uh, Pokemon's real dark. Um, <laughs> they they wear the skull of their dead mothers on atop of their actual face, and then they carry around a bone and like hit you with it. Um, and so that's a perfect Pokemon for our protagonist here because he's lonely and um his mother's dead. Yeah. So <laughs> to be clear, his best friend tricks him into going out to catch this Cubone because like, his friend is like, "Oh man, Cubone like is this guy?" He's just like, "You're just Cubone. Like, he, you're adorable and uh, your mom's dead." And that's <laughs> the, the grief of all of that is just pouring on top of you. Um so you're just going to catch this guy. And he's unsuccessful. He just pisses off the Cubone and then they go away. And he gets a phone call from the police department, and the police are like, your dad is also dead now. Um, <laughs> and he's like, shit, I guess, like, I'm I'm an orphan. <laughs> Little orphan Funkhauser. So he has to go back to the city to, basically, like, he just goes in to, like, collect his dad's stuff, I guess. He, he wasn't very much a fan of his dad, I guess. Or, he, he just, his dad wasn't involved in his life. They kind of, like, he was raised by his grandma or whatever. Was his grandma still around in the present day of this movie? I don't think we saw her. I don't think we saw her at all. I think we just only see her in the flashbacks where they're just like, oh, yeah, your your dad's not around. Your your mom's dead. Uh." So he he bumbles around and he goes to um, the guy from Inception, the Japanese guy from Inception. He's the head of the... uh, the police department, right? Yeah, or Ken uh, Watanabe. Oh, that's his name? Yeah. I don't remember. That's the actor's name. Cool. So he goes to Ken Watanabe's office and he's like, can you just give me the the keys to my dad's apartment? Which I don't know why Ken Watanabe would have them, but it's fine. It's, again, kid's movie. He goes there and he opens the mailbox to, like, he gets to his dad's apartment, opens the mailbox. And his dad has a shit ton of mail, but he doesn't take any of it. 
and there's a chick there, right? Yeah, and when he yeah. goes to pick up the mail, this this girl is kind of watching, has been watching the mailbox to see who comes to open it. Which is really, like, yeah, doesn't make any sense. It's, like, it's a pretty interesting <laughs> choice. I mean, it pays off for her, uh, but it was it definitely could have easily just not have. Uh, I guess someone had to get his mail, but... He just, she just was, she just was staking out, like, waiting for this guy or whoever to come back to the apartment and just was going to question them. Uh, it turns out she is a, an intern at the, like, media conglomerate in this city, which apparently, so, like, the city is run by this, this, like, old dude who had, like, cancer or some shit and, like, can't walk anymore. Um, so he, like, fucked off and, like hung out with pokemon for like 10 years or something <laughs> and then like came back and was like oh we i have to make this city where like we live with pokemon and so he makes he just like establishes this city with unlimited resources i guess like he just i i don't like i feel like cities take like years and years and years to develop right like you don't like it starts up like at something small and then it builds up until like when you actually like get yeah i mean you can you can have things like planned cities you can have things that are you know meant to spring up you know as a development as a as a a whole um but rhyme city looks very lived in it looks very crowded very very pressed together it feels like if it was something that had sprung up basically overnight is how it was explain like they, they he just decided, he just decided to create the city you'd think it would look a little different than it does but you know what it's cool like there's a lot of fun stuff going on pokemon have jobs or something it's like I, it's like blade runner <laughs> like that's what the city's kind of yeah. like except there's less um there's less it's better pollu- lit yeah there's less pollution yeah less advertisements but it sort of has that same feel as like there's this Asian aesthetic that's kind of to it with like Japanese everywhere and yeah it's like English it's like English words, but with Japanese accoutrement on the letters, yeah. like to make it look very stylized. It's actually a pretty cool font that they use. Um, I'm a big fan of fonts. What's that girl's? Well, I don't even remember the girl's name. I don't remember the character's name at all. But the <laughs> actress is Catherine Newton. Yeah, so Catherine Newton, she like presses him and something. She, yeah, because he, he, he didn't he know he anything. Talk to her. He's, he's like, I don't like, know what's going. He's on. like, I literally just got here. Why would you think I know anything? Which is like actually fair. pretty fair. Yeah. Um, and so he goes into the, his apartment, his dad's apartment, and finds this vial of of gas. Yeah. In, so so of course. Yeah. The first thing he decides to do is, is, take a is just open it. it. Um, yeah. So heavy, like promoting drug use in this movie, which is pretty pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like kids just yeah, do drugs. What do you think he thought was going to happen when he opened that vial? Because uh, it had an R on it, I thought it was like they're gonna be Team Rocket something. Ah, like that's what I initially thought about it, but I figured it was gonna be some kind of goop or <laughs> whatever, <laughs> and that's what it turned out to be. Yeah, it's fair. He might have expected it to be like a liquid, but no, it was like a gas. Yeah. It, it immediately is huge and goes out the window. At which point, it it, it goes up the noses of some apoms who yeah, are uh, hanging out on the side of the building. Because Pokemon just do that now. Yeah, they can go anywhere. It's, that, it's Rhyme City. See, but here's here's a world building thing the the philosophy is that oh we're they're not gonna live in the wild anymore but they're just gonna live in a city but isn't that like the same thing as living in the wild it's just you're in an urban environment instead yeah i don't know why that's better for the pokemon to live in an urban environment when like the large majority of them are nature-based they're definitely not all there are pokemon that like do stuff in in like the pokemon world and pokemon games like they help out with things and like they're cooperative in other regions it's just that 
they don't necessarily live there unless it's like oh like that's my that's my machop um, he's machop and, and and he leaves in my house I've, and I've correct, had me if I'm wrong, correct me if i'm wrong but in the games aren't certain pokemon able to do different things depending on if you're in a city or not like certain electric fields for some of the pokemon or like in industrial areas you, that sounds maybe I'm making that up, but that sounds right to nah, me. No, there's some stuff like yeah. d- it depends on what game you're playing. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. some of the, I think that's some of the more recent ones. Some of the dudes can do certain stuff. They have like they have moves that you can do like outside of battle to do certain things or activate like unlock certain areas that you can't get to if you don't have a Pokemon who knows that move. It's just it's just weird because it's like it's not like a gripe that I have. It's just more like. Okay, like it's just you have to accept that this is how their their concept of what Pokemon is in this is like this is why they're all in the city and that yeah. that just explains it, why they're there basically instead of just being out wherever to go find them because you would think that nature doesn't come through in the city but I don't know we see dogs and shit in the city all the yeah. time <laughs> yeah and I'm not particularly de- I, I don't feel that any property adaptation needs to be dedicated to the canon There's, uh, as long as it tells its own story in a, in a logical there way. is a ton of explaining like in this movie where they just kind of explain like this is just how things are yeah Um, it really tries to be a movie that people who aren't familiar with Pokemon could go see without context but I wouldn't recommend it I think that you, if like you have to have a general knowledge of that's Pikachu and like <laughs> that's that's like a Pokemon and that they they're creatures that that can do magical things because that's what they do, um, and as long as you got that, you're good. If you do know more and you know about type advantage and effectiveness, then your the movie gets ruined for you. <laughs> um, so let's pick up like with the plot. Yeah. He's he's so Tim Timmy is in his in his is in Harry's apartment, and uh, after he opens the vial and, and waves away the fumes, uh, and he's totally high now. <laughs> he he wanders into I guess like what was supposed to be his bedroom. Right. So his dad is a creep and <laughs> decided that instead of like because he wanted his son to live with him, but his son made a conscious effort to not live with his dad because his dad was a total jerk um, to him. But his dad wanted him to live there in the city with him instead of in out in the suburbs with his grandma and built a room that was just his kid's room and, like, just the same room that he had in the suburbs to a T. <laughs> like, every... Like, he's got, like he's got his trophies. Like, I don't... He bought replicas of all the posters. I don't under, like, yeah. He, like, the posters I get. Like, and the bed I get... <laughs> He got he he had like Pokemon cards in it. I don't know if they took the collection there or if it was like his if he just got another set of Pokemon. cards. I also like the idea that there are still Pokemon cards in this universe because it's like baseball cards, you know. Yeah, like, I mean that makes sense. It does make sense. I like it. So first of all, don't if you're trying to win your son back, don't do that. That is <laughs> not gonna. Ha- that's not gonna work. Um, to be fair, Tim doesn't seem phased by that specifically. Family court will not rule in your favor. <laughs> but then, but then he he goes into the main room and and you know there's some rustling around, a little yellow a little rustle, little yellow dashes by. Like what's going on? <laughs> a little rustle. And uh, of course it's Pikachu. So that we got our introduction Excuse to Pikachu. Me, detective, detective Pikachu. Yeah, he wears he wears a little detective's hat. He's adorable, and he I love him. He is super adorable. I got so yeah. What do you think of the creature design? Let's talk about that at this point. So I said this when we were coming out of the movie. So in the credit sequence, they do um, basically like what the Pokemon art is now. Like whoever the Pokemon, I don't know who 
druid or whatever, but Pokemon has a very specific art style for their games, and they try to keep it, like, consistent. It's evolving, but it's trying to keep it, like, consistent throughout each game. And it's very stylized. It's very, like, this is, like, when you look at it, you're like, that's Pokemon, right? Um, actually, there's a study that I read, or an article about a study that I read, that if you were experienced, like, two Pokemon when you were growing up in the 90s, like, in that development age, there is a spot in your brain that is dedicated to recognizing Pokemon. Wow. So, like, you just, you, like when you see a Pokemon, if you know its name or, like, you know it's a Pokemon, that that spot lights up and it's the same spot each time. Yeah, I will say, every time I saw a little Growlithe walking around in this movie, I was real happy. You're like, Growlithe, yeah. Yeah, Growlithe's fucking great. Yeah, when you see, your like, Totodile's mind, it shows up for, like, two seconds and I see him, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Totodile, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought the creature design was pretty good. I, when I watched the trailers, I thought, okay, I want to see it in context before I make a judgment. I was a little worried, honestly. Um, I thought... Trying to 3D model what what has always been basically 2D could easily go badly, but for the most part, I liked the designs. I didn't think so. This is what I was getting to um, before I went off. Is that the when you look at it from like the aspect of this is what Pokemon look like when you see them like in the game or how they're drawn and like whatever art style they're they're being displayed in, um, and you recognize that it's a Pokemon there. It's like okay, cool. But when I see them in this kind of like CGI, I understand that they're trying to do a, um, they're trying to make it as realistic as possible, like how they might look or would look in in our world, right? And I think it accomplishes that. It's like got a sense of like believability, and there's like oh, like the Pokemon that are like a lizard would like have scales, like Charizard has like scales, right? Which would make sense. It's a it's a flying lizard Pokemon. It should have scales, um, but. It's still jarring to me because I'm so used to seeing like the the anime kind of style art for the Pokemon mm. where it's very just like smooth and like looks nice and like you don't really like think about that kind of like real world aesthetic to it when you would translate that over. Yeah. And they clearly did and they tr- and I think that for what they were going for it it doesn't look I don't I don't think it looks bad. I just think it looks jarring. <laughs> No, that's a really good point because honestly the designs are not actually all that different from what they look like in 2D except for the texturing. Like right. Pokemon's all his hair and fur, you know, tufts of fur coming off. Yeah, Charizard like really has that craggly, scaly look. Yeah. They do basically look like the cartoons that they are just with a lot of texture on top, which occasionally is a little weird. Yeah, it's just like that's not that's not the cute Pokemon that I like. Hello. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a real smoothness to the animation um, in in the TV show especially, but also the games. Yeah, you you don't think about what it would actually feel like to touch them. They all just look. You just want them to be in the game, like yeah. when, when and when like if you ever play Pokemon Go, like they're using the same kind of asset and sprites that they that they're using like these newer games mm. that transition to 3D models, and they're they're, they're using those assets there, and they look great because it's just yeah. like. There's an AR version. Pokemon of, Go designs are pretty nice. Yeah, they're just it's just an AR version of like a cartoon Bulbasaur just like in my living room. Cool. Like I'll throw my AR Pokeball at him. It looks like it looks great because I know it's a game. But when we transition it over here, it's like that can't be real for what we're trying to accomplish here. They're trying to feel like they're all in the same world and not have it look fake like it does in the AR. 
Yeah, I will say I think they made the right choice to you know we talk. There's the uncanny valley where something looks right. too real and it looks and they didn't they didn't they they're not in there at all. They very purposefully stopped short of it rather than trying to supersede it. They because they are still cartoonish. They look kind of fake, but in a way that I think is a good choice rather than trying to go more realistic than they did. Right. Because putting them next to a person, it's like, it does look weird kind of when they're next to a person because one of them is clearly CGI and one of them is not. <laughs> but if they had tried to make it not look like CGI, I think they would have gotten real creepy. So after he meets Pikachu, um, and that he can understand Pikachu, Tim can, like, normally Pokemon can either just they either like grunt and say something weird or they just say their name. That's about That's about it. Yeah. They can't talk. Except this Pikachu can talk to Tim. Like, you can understand each other. Um, and he's Ryan Reynolds. It's, just, it's literally just <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, like, just being himself and trying to be, like, a funny guy the entire time. This is why I don't like Ryan Reynolds, is because <laughs> everything that, like, he is in, it's just, like, he's a guy at a party who's trying to, he's just trying too hard to get everybody <laughs> to like him. And, like, he's he's trying to crack wise, like, all the time, trying to be the funniest person, like, at the party. I can never take him. That I just don't like him. I just can't. I just can't like him. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I feel pretty neutral about Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Deadpool's okay. You know, I think I think is I think Deadpool is a great role for Ryan Reynolds. I think that is very much like a, the perfect role for him specifically. And in Detective Pikachu, I I do think that you know the character is someone who it is said a couple times in the movie the Pikachu Detective Pikachu character. I gotta refer to him by his proper titles. Yeah, if you can call him Pikachu one more time. I swear yeah, yeah. Detective Pikachu <laughs> is someone who repeatedly says that they are someone who pushes people away. So to have Ryan Reynolds, who does seem like kind of try hard, like trying to impress people, trying to make happy and jokey, does make sense for that character as someone who does seem like they need to use that as a crutch, sort of, for human interaction and to make a connection with someone. But did you think it was different enough from his other performances? I don't watch any Ryan Reynolds movies, so... <laughs> have you seen Deadpool, either of them? I've seen Green Lantern and Deadpool, and that's... Um, All right. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen Green Lantern. I hear it's bad. Woo! <laughs> yeah. So, so this is definitely better than Green Lantern. I turned Green Lantern off in, like, the middle of it, because I'm a <laughs> Green Lantern head, and, and I'm just like, this is ruining my life. Um, so... What happens next? He, they meet up. They realize that they could talk to one another, um, and then the the a oh, yeah the apoms attack them and because they get all they get all pissed off when they um, the purple vial that, that good that yeah. good perp that good good <laughs> that good perp. <laughs> purple kush that purple kush <laughs> yeah that's the, maybe my least favorite action scene in the movie actually it, it's. It really starts off on a on a for me on a weak action note. They just like the the apoms just like chase him around the building. They eventually well, Ryan escape. Reynolds makes quips. Yeah, they like like Pikachu Detective Pikachu is just talking the whole time, just like making fun of him and doesn't do anything to help. <laughs> no, just is like just keep running, dude. They get away eventually into like an alleyway, and the apoms just stop because I guess the, the, the it, wear, it wears off. Their high yeah. their high comes down, and it, they're just yeah. like, "What were we doing again? Oh, we were just chilling. Like, let's go back to." hanging out on the on the sign here they they start talking they go get a coffee um i think he realizes that they so yeah he wears he's wearing a hat and it belongs to his dad that's why um he wears the hat is because it's just it's 
what he knows. Yeah, and it, and it basically comes out that he was at the apartment because it was the address written in the hat. And right. He, and basically they put together that Pikachu, Detective Pikachu has lost his memories uh, is the deal. Right, that's what I forgot to explain. So yeah, he's lost his <laughs> memories and they basically put together that Detective Pikachu was Harry, Tim's dad's partner. Here's something that I, w- I want to talk about real quick. You're not limited on the number of Pokemon that you can have in in these games in in life really like you you can have more than one you can catch them all you can that's the whole point is that you're supposed to catch them all and become all of their friends but apparently in this world you can only have one life pokemon partner which Um, is well that's not an entirely new concept because the tv show definitely has like human pokemon pairings as, as as foundational relationships and then there's like pokemon yellow where you do a pikachu walking around with you the whole time and but he's you can your main put man that, you can put that boy away yeah you can put him away you can but like come on i put that boy away <laughs> he's not that good but then why are you playing pokemon yellow because it's got like it's got all the pokemon in it you don't have to trade between blue and red all right fair what... enough <laughs> fair enough so what happens after they're at the they get the coffee and they realize well where do they oh uh, they, they get they the coffee next? and they're like we have to figure out the case they th- yeah, they think Harry might have faked his own death. Something or like, someone like faked we his think, death. We think Harry's still alive. Yeah, they basically convinced themselves we he's still alive. We have to go and and figure this out. And sh- he's like, oh, I know. I literally just met someone who can help us out in the situation because she was looking for my dad. Um, she works at the news station. Let's go to the news station. Which is called CNM. CN- CMN? CNM. C- which I'm assuming... I don't know if they ever actually say what it's... Do they say what it stands for? I think it's Clifford News... Media Media Network. or something? News Media. Because I don't, I don't know what the fuck... Because the the, oh. the, the guy who founded the, the city, his last name is Clifford, and then the guy who is his son who runs the... CNM is also, is also Clifford because he's yeah. a son. So it must be Clifford News something. So they walk in on Clifford. So they just walk into the studio. That's yeah. not how it works. Yeah, also it seems like the only room in this building is a studio that all the characters just happen to be in. Well, I'm going to take that back. That is how it works because in Pokemon you literally can just go wherever. There's <laughs> it's no, true. There it's are very, no locked doors. It's very loyal to the game. And if something is locked, there's a reason why and you can unlock it later. <laughs> It's just because you haven't got there yet. And so you could walk into the... Like, I'm pretty sure there is TV studios in a Pokemon game that you can walk into and you make, like, a movie in it. That like, sounds I, familiar. No, it's definitely yeah. in black and white. Yeah, so, like, it's... I accept it. <laughs> I, in the accepted Pokemon canon, we just trust everybody. Um, totally accept it here. It's great. So she he just walks in. Walks into this, like, they're doing a... They're hyping up a Pokemon parade. They're going to have a Pokemon parade because it's like, the, I think it's been 10 years, right? Yeah, I think it's city. like the 10-year anniversary of the city or something. Yeah, yeah. it's been the 10-year anniversary of the city. They're going to have a parade. Of course, love parades. Love the Pokemon floats. Everybody's going to be there. It's going to be a great celebration. Except it, the dad says he's like the founder and like the best person ever. And then the son is all pissed off at his dad because it's like, Dude, like, you are the worst. Like, you're actually not that good. It's actually really funny you said that, because the son is played by Chris Gere, who is in a TV show called You're the Worst. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's a good show. He's good. I like him as an actor. I probably saw him in an ad for it, and then subconsciously made that link. And then the dad, for the record, is because Bill Nighy. psychic type Which is Pokemon. great casting for this character. I, I feel like I see him in other... I only know him from um, 
Glove actually, but he's in other stuff, right? Yeah, I feel like I've seen him in a ton of stuff, and off the top of my head, I'm like, I, don't, I feel like he's just always around. I can't think of what specifically I've seen you in. So they, the son and the, and the dad and the son have a falling out, um, and so the dad like wheels away. Yeah, they're really the hitting their themes hard here. Like it really is, it really is daddy issues. The movie. Yeah, it really is about just like, man, I wish I was a better pal with my dad. The intern girl goes up to the the son. And it's like, I have this story, I want to run it, I know I'm just an intern, but let me run it. And he's like, you don't have any proof, like, we don't, we're not going to publish it because you literally are just making it up. Like, who are you? Like, <laughs> why, you're an unpaid intern. They actually make that joke, in yeah. it, and I'm like, I can really I appreciated that. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Um, I didn't get paid for either of the internships that I had. So, he she gets dismissed, and Tim Goodman walks up to her, and is like, I need more information about my pops. She's like, what did she, she says that like she, he was like following the case and like knew what R was, right? Yeah. Oh, I, go down to the docks. She was like, yeah. down by the docks is where like you'll find. Well, she, yeah, she basically says she, she shows Tim that she also found some of these purple vials because he yeah. shows her like, look what I found. And she's like, oh shit, I know what that is. Let's go somewhere else. And she has a whole stash of them that she found at the docks, which is where she heard they were being like sold or whatever. Um, yeah, they go to, they go to, like, her office, which is, like, Harry Potter's bedroom in the first (laughs) movie, and they do, they have, like, an awkward thing, and she's, like, he's, like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get back to, like, my room, he said, he says something about, like, I'm really good, like, alone at night, or something like that. Yeah, it's, uh... He makes a masturbation joke, basically. (laughs) In a kid's movie, it's great. Yeah, he jokes about not getting laid at all, and then Ryan Reynolds is like, that sounded bad. And he tries to play it cool to Catherine Newton. So they go to the dock. Um, they meet a Mr. Mime at the dock, who's apparently the informant. And they have to... So Mr. Mime is a Pokemon. Um, it's a mime. And canonically, it can say its own name, Mr. Mime. And it's a, like it can talk there. So I don't... In, in this movie, it cannot talk. It is just straight up a mime. I was okay with that as a choice. Which is fine, yeah. whatever. If, if people don't know. Um... It does a thing where it's basically like they have to talk to it like it's a mime, so they mime doing certain stuff to it. It traps itself in a box. They try to play good cop, bad cop. It's it's like they're trying to do for like the comedy in it. Um, yeah, they but, play a little charades. Yeah, they play like charades trying to figure out what Mr. Mime is saying. Um, it gets to a point where they're going to light Mr. Mime on fire. In, in mime. In mime, though. like they He like pours gas, like mime pouring gasoline on him. Then Mime's trying to light a match on him. And the Mr. Mime plays it pretty cool. Like, the Mr. Mime's, like, blowing out the match. And, like, it's actually a pretty, like, funny scene. It's, it's a good moment. Like, when you break it down. Great physical comedy from the Mr. Mime. The Mr. Mime reveals to them that they, they're using the chemical at these underground Pokemon battles. Which they go to, and they see that, like, the chemical is being exposed there. And I'm convinced that the DJ is Diplo. And I want to look it up. <laughs> Give me a second to look it up. You can go and explain more. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll move on with the... So, yeah, the they had a club, and uh, the Loud Reds are speakers slash the DJ's buddies. And it turns out this club is actually a secret... Um, it's an underground Pokemon battle ring, basically. It is Diplo. It is Diplo? Diplo is in the Pokemon... In Detective Pikachu... Pokemon Detective Pikachu, the movie, featuring Philly's own Diplo... Gotta represent. <laughs> Gotta represent. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they're at this. They're at this underground Pokemon battle, and they realize that 
the the purple is here. The serum R. That good Kush. Yeah, they got that. it here. <laughs> uh, so they're about to they're about to hit up uh, one of their dealers, but then the, one of the DJs recognizes Detective Pikachu. Right, Detective Pikachu apparently was in the the underground uh, fight club for for Pokemon here. And, uh, like, just fucked up a Charizard, like you do. Actually, makes sense canonically because he does have type advantage. Uh, Charizard is, is fire flying. Um, uncommon people think that he's fire dragon. It's not true. No, he's, he's not a dragon type. Fire flying type Pokemon. Pikachu is electric, so electric moves are super effective versus flying here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, totally believable in my, in my scenario here. Like, one... One good Thunderbolt should knock out that Charizard pretty easily. So I buy it. That's good. Basically, this this guy, he's got a pretty sick Charizard tattoo. And a, got, got some pretty dope Charizard as well. It's got this cool-looking scar on his face. That, that Detective Pikachu gave him. That Detective Pikachu gave him because Detective Pikachu is a badass. And they challenge him. He's like, I'll tell you what you need to know, but you got to fight me. Like, Detective Pikachu has to fight my Charizard again. He doesn't have to win. He just got to fight him. Yeah, they Which, just want to rematch. They just want to rematch. They just are. They're just like, see, even even in Pokemon world, like the bad guys aren't that sinister. Like <laughs> they mostly just want to fight. They, like, they're with just the Pokemon. like he's just like you disrespected my honor. Like I just want to have another fight with you. If he loses, okay, I'll still tell you. But if he wins, then like I'm gonna tell you anyway. He's like, like he just is like I'll give you the information you want, but we just gotta fight first. But he does before the fight give Charizard some of that perp. Yeah, he definitely he gasses up this Charizard, um, and they get into a brawl. Pikachu uh, totally shits the bed and cannot. <laughs> he just forgets how to fight. Yeah, he, and... he's a nervous pooper. He he can't he can't get the electricity going through him uh, when everyone's watching him. Yeah, so he kind of gets fucked up by the Charizard. It gets to a point where the where Tim has to run in and stomp out the Charizard's uh, tail flame. Now, <laughs> canonically in Pokemon, um, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard, they all have a flame on their tail. If that flame is ever extinguished, they die. They are, they're dead. It's just they cannot live if that flame goes out. So he was trying to kill <laughs> the Charizard. This movie gets really dark. We get jokes about nipples in this scene. We get right. an attempted murder in this scene. Pretty cool. A lot of drug use. So when he tries to kill the Charizard, the Charizard's owner runs in, and it gets into a point where they like he basically falls, and the vials that in his coat all just break out. Oh yeah. So yeah. all of the Pokemon are smoking that good Kush and get like get crazy with it and start going ape shit. Yeah, it's like mad Pokemon disease, basically. Right. There was also, like... But it's a, really temporary. There was also a weird lady there um, with pink hair, sunglasses, and pink fingerless gloves. She comes back later. It's very <laughs> important that you notice that she's there. Um, and I noticed the pink fingerless gloves at first, and I was like, what a weird choice. But it makes complete <laughs> but sense. But then I was like, yes. okay, cool. So she, she's there. All the Pokemon go crazy. Everybody starts running for their lives. Um, basically everybody disperses except for a Magikarp that's there, Detective Pikachu, and then the Charizard again. Um, and Tim. And Tim, yeah. And it's starting up the brawl because the Charizard's just gassed to the maximum at this point. And then the Magikarp evolves into a Gyarados and bails him out of the situation. But the, the, it evolves into a Gyarados right after the perp wears off the Charizard. Oh, right. <laughs> So right when they didn't need that to happen, <laughs> yeah. like it evolves. And into they flood the joint. 
And yeah, the, the Gyarados uh, hits a hydro pump, floods that joint, and then they get arrested, which makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, no, it does, because the, the Pokemon probably, like, blew the shit out of that, and someone called the cops, and the cops yeah, that, came. Yeah, people would have noticed. First responders showed up, and they were like, all right, let's uh, arrest these people. Um, but go- nothing really happens to them, nothing because happens. they go back to their bud, Ken. Because in the Pokemon world, there's not a lot of serious crime. Um, <laughs> I think, like, uh, yeah, like, I guess, like, murder's probably pretty serious, but even then, it's just like, oh, this your your father died in a car crash. We're just not going to like open up an investigation at all. Yeah, it really this- feels like, and, and it is. It does not turn out that the police were involved in any sort of cover up, which means they really just botched this investigation. They just like, they they were lazy as shit. They just on this they one. were like, we didn't find a body. Like, <laughs> I guess he's just dead. Um, there's like no way that he couldn't survive it at all. This is. This it was only like an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, basically at this felt point, like a long at this time. point, Ken Watanabe basically tells our 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 guys that Harry is dead. He oh, basically yeah, re- thinks that Harry is. They dead. They review the footage, and there's because there's footage. There's like another. There's apparently just footage of everything in. in oh yeah, there's a lot of sequences. This Big of that. Brother movie. It's weird. <laughs> um, so they they just have this footage of of the car just like exploding off of the road uh, because Mewtwo blew it up. And just going into a ditch and just, like, going on fire. And they're just like, yeah, no one would survive that. We didn't even investigate this. Your dad's dead. Sorry, buddy. So disgruntled, he he's, like, outside sitting there. And he's like, my dad is really gone. I'm, I'm all sad now. Like, I know I didn't really get along with him, but it was my dad. And I'm, I, that's not, I was holding out hope that he might be alive here. And Detective Pikachu's just like, hey, man, it's not your fault. These things... They happen for a reason. And then the pink-haired lady shows back up, tells them to get in the van. She doesn't even say anything. Oh, she doesn't she say doesn't, anything. She just gets them into yeah, the van. Yeah, she gets them in a van. Um, and then she takes them to the uh, big Clifford, the dad Clifford. Yeah. Um, Clifford the big red dog. Clifford the big red dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they take him up to the to the thing there. So he's got these statues on the, on yes. the back thing. It's Dialga, Arceus, and Palkia. Thank you for remembering the So if you don't know, Dialga is the Pokemon that's supposed to control time. Uh, Palkia controls space, and Arceus is in the middle, essentially the god Pokemon. All Pokemon can generate, like, can trace their lineage back to them. Also, all Pokemon have have um, the same DNA as Mew. Hmm. Like, there's a strand of DNA that um, Mew comes from in there. Um... I think Ditto has the most, which is why it can transform. That's why it does it. what it does. Yeah, canonically, I think Mew, like, stems from everything, but Arceus created all the Pokemon. That's canon. <laughs> yeah, so those statues are there. Those things do not come into play in the movie, but I did like I, that they th- were That there. they do have Pokemon mythos in here, which is pretty cool. And it makes sense that the Bill Nye, uh Clifford the Big Red Dad character would be obsessed with as but the most powerful Pokemon right. that he could be. So Clifford, he invites him in. He involves his Eevee into a Flareon real quick, which um I didn't see a Firestone. Don't know. He didn't, like, throw it out or anything. Or, like, I'm not I'm not really sure. I guess it just was... Well, they're, they're fucking with Pokemon genetic mutation and experiments and shit, so it's totally possible he, he hacked a way to... He hacked to, a way... To, to evolve Eevees without a stone. It. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. My suspension of disbelief, gone. But anyway, we, we quickly enter another sequence of uh, footage. Yeah, so we watched footage just like a couple scenes ago. Now we're watching like 
footage, but it's virtual, like, yeah, it's reality. a hologram. It's hologram it, that fills footage. the whole room and transports them to the scene of the crash. And shows them that, that it actually shows the dad flying out of the car. I don't understand how they have I think he's just like crawling out. Of he, oh, he like yeah. crawls out or of whatever. the car. Yeah. And it shows that Mewtwo actually came and murdered him. Like, just straight up came out of like the. Like, disappeared his body. Like, just ev- eviscerated yeah. him. Yeah. Just was like, you're, du- you're done. Yeah, it just shows him that. And basically was like, and his Clifford just like, okay, Tim, I know who you are. I actually hired your dad to search for Mewtwo because we need Mewtwo. Um, why did they say they needed Mewtwo? I don't remember. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think he's just like, we, we searched him to like, to, to find Mewtwo. Yeah. And like the bad guys, I think he says that, like, did you say the bad guys got him or whatever? Or I don't remember <laughs> uh, because it, it, it's because it, he, he's being very deceitful right now. So I can't remember what he actually said. He just says like, he just says like, I hired your dad to find Mewtwo. You have to find Mewtwo. That'll explain everything. And Tim's like, okay, I guess I will try and find Mewtwo. He gets help from the, the girl again. Yeah. The intern. They meet, they meet up and she's like, well, I dig some, I did some digging and this thing happened, like, someone broke out of this weird jail out in the middle of nowhere when, the, like, the same night that your father crashed, like, in the same area, it's probably related, that's probably where Mewtwo was, they probably, like, had him there or something. So they go on a road trip. Yeah, they drive out there, and this is the place where the opening scene of the movie yeah. happened. So they go to this science facility, I guess it's been, like, I don't know, like a week, maybe like a couple days since his dad died. Yeah, or... like it feels like it's been like a few days. I think at one point they say last week, which implies like it's been maybe a week, but okay. the, the time is I don't very know. Very undefined. It's cool. So we go and we're going into this facility. It's abandoned. There's nobody there anymore except for these weird Pokemon that they've been doing experiments with. There's a couple of Greninja in some pods that have had their power increased and then there's these uh Torterra who are just like chilling in a in um what a, a terrarium yeah and they're just chilling they're just like I'm just trying to sleep which um Torterra don't really sleep that much they actually are pretty like active they, they're slow as shit because they're turtles but like they just they're not they're not just like laying underground and just sleeping or whatever but whatever so they what happens next? They get they basically find the chamber that the Mewtwo escaped from, right. and they're like, "All right, well, something weird happened here." And then we enter another sequence of hologram. I think that's footage. just like the the excessive use of these like hologram yeah. flashbacks, kind of a little too much. They, I, I in film you want to show and not tell, right? So it's good that they like showed the actual stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that they you know they were like, "Screw it, let's just have a gimmick where like we can just show the scene and not have people watching." A two D a two D screen of the scene. We're just gonna be in the scene, and like people instead of people like explaining what's yeah. going on. So that was fine. So apparently, this um, neurologist is like a psycho neurologist who experiments on Pokemon brains, and they needed to capture Mewtwo because they wanted to take Mewtwo's energy and put it into the Good Kush. So that's what like the Pokemon. Yeah, drug they basically is. figure out that the the serum R or the good Kush came from the Mewtwo. And so somehow. they uh, they like extract energy from the Mewtwo and it makes Pokemon go nuts because they're just get all this energy and they're like, "Well, this is super powerful energy because Mewtwo is a legendary Pokemon." We'll we'll uh we'll get it, right? Also, forgot to mention the reason why like I like I mean I I knew he was going to turn bad is because it's Cl- big Clifford at the end mm-hmm. is when he's like, Mewtwo is, is an abomination. 
right? It's a, it's like a man-made abomination. I was like, no, he's you do not an abomination. He's a good. He's genius. He's a good boy. <laughs> it's like it, there's a there's. He's a freedom fighter. It's like why why call him an abomination? Yeah. So. So then at, at this point, yeah. basically, it's it's revealed that there's all these cameras in the in the facility which makes sense like why would it like i don't know how they got this far without being stopped like i don't know why like no one's there but there's footage so clifford jr has basically been watching on his security feed and they're coming after him he's got great reception so he's he basically uses that great reception to uh remotely open the greninja's cages right so those greninja pretty powerful pretty powerful pokemon they chase after the uh the squad here and basically you're chasing around like the forest area that they that the lab is built in they kind of chase them out of the lab chase them through the forest until they get cut off at one certain point because the um the side yeah yeah so the side comes in handy because the side is um has psychic powers as well and this is my great here i'm gonna bring it up and it happens twice in the movie so greninja is is a water type pokemon however it's all it's water dark um, and there's there's only one way that this I'm gonna buy this explanation here. Dark types are not affected by psychic at all. It's mm. they have an immunity to psychic. So if they try to if like any kind of psychic move tries to go to them, like the dark type won't. Like it just because it's dark type, it doesn't work. However, Greninja does have a hidden ability that is called protein um, or protein or something. It's some it's. Not how you actually spell protein, but it looks like you want to say protein. Um, where when it does an attack, it changes its type to whatever attack it, it just did. Mm. So if they just did like a water attack, it becomes a water type. And that's because it um it's the preferred competitive use of Greninja. <laughs> However, I don't think that they, the powder, the Kush, unlocks hidden abilities in Pokemon... Don't know if that was ever established. I'm going to go with that the Greninja are also just water dark here. They don't have the protein ability, and they shouldn't. <laughs> because I, I realized that having, like, when I explained it to myself, my own logic of Pokemon was ruining what was happening in the movie. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, but they could also have this ability that would make sense as to why. And I was like, damn it, Pokemon thought of everything. <laughs> this is what it's like for me to watch Game of Thrones Season 8, by the way, as a book reader. <laughs> is like, this all doesn't make sense for the even for its own self. Right? But once you even know the context of the books, it's it's even it's even worse. But anyway, Psyduck basically, when, when he's too stressed, he explodes and sends out like a sonic boom. So he gets really stressed out by the Greninja attack and repels them. But it sends a sonic boom across the landscape around the facility they escaped from, at which point it's revealed that the ground is starting to shift. The ground is breaking apart, turning very Inception, you know, it, it looks like the cityscape right. turning on itself, but it's landscape, basically. It's actually a pretty cool sequence. It, that's the best be, action yeah. sequence of the movie. So they sure. have to, like, run and they get split up from each other, and they have to um, run to try to safe like to safety meet up with each other and try to not fall into the um like into the cracks or get down and, and die and fall to their death. <laughs> yeah, there's like a big river that's being yeah. revealed by all the shifting land. Tim jumps, him and Pikachu jump and they land on the other side to meet up with uh, the lady. It's like a it's one of those like fake out death scenes, you yeah. know, like usual. Then he makes it just fine, like hunky dory. 
And then all of a sudden they notice that there's a giant eye in front of their face. Obviously you see this coming because they show you the Torterra Terranium yeah. at the beginning. And it's these massive Torterras <laughs> just chilling in the countryside there. This is the Torterra Garden. This is the Torterra Garden. One of the Garden. characters says. Uh, I think Detective Pikachu says that. Um, so this is my... I guess it's like a big plot hole. Because if they if the bad guys have this giant Torterra Garden, like why didn't they use it? <laughs> right? Like I guess it's like their, their goal is one thing, which we'll get to. But this so the Torterra Garden doesn't fulfill that goal. No, it seems entirely unrelated. It's just like not related at all. It's just like how much can we fuck up these Pokemon? And that's really cool that it happened. But now they have just like these basically like. WMDs, right? <laughs> like, that's how powerful just having... They, it's almost like... It's not like a continent. No, it's, or not no. even a country. But, like, having something... They're like mountain-sized. Like, yeah, like mountain-sized Pokemon, like, to your to your aid, even if they're not that strong, is, like... They know how to use the... Like, there's a move called Earthquake. Like, they would probably know how to use the Earthquake move and, like, would actually make a significant Earthquake to... Yeah. Like, mess this stuff up. I don't know. I, I don't think, like, okay, like, it's weak to, it's a grass type, so it's, like, weak to fire, but I don't think that if you have a, a bunch of them, there look like there were, like, five or six of them, like, doing the whole range. All I'm just saying here is that these Torterra only show up for this particular action sequence, and they're just never thought about again. <laughs> and I was thinking about them the whole time, because I'm like, why will the giant Torterra ever show up? So Pikachu gets injured in this whole sequence, like, a rock, a big rock falls on him. Pikachu is very weak to... Uh, is he weak to rocks? I think the electric's weak to rock. I feel like it should be. I know electric doesn't affect rock very yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know if electric is weak to rock necessarily. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> he gets he gets hit by a rock and... They don't really show it. it. I was a little confused as to what happened at first because it shows a rock coming towards him, but then the rock breaks apart and it seems like only like one of the pieces of it hits him, but we don't really see it. And then we only see the wound... At like a glance, like we when we see his arm move at one point, it's like basically covering. Seems like he got like some blood on his uh, on his belly yeah. a little bit, but they don't really show it because it's rated PG. Yeah, they get to safety, like they fall in like a river or whatever, and they get to safety after Pikachu got hurt. And um, Tim's like, "Fuck, I want my Pikachu. He's my friend now. Like we've been through a lot together. I want to try to save his butt." A Bulbasaur comes out of nowhere, and yeah. he tries to talk to the Bulbasaur to be like, hey, can you save my buddy? And the lady's like, the, he doesn't understand what you're saying. And he's like, oh, but he can feel it. And, yeah, because Pokemon actually do understand what they're saying, which, it's so yeah. weird, because it's like, she's talking to her Psyduck. There's, her Psyduck, obviously, is, like, understanding what's going on, but it, she, like, tells Tim that's like, oh, that Bulbasaur doesn't understand what's going on. Yeah, that is a little bit strange. But uh, uh, this reminds me, one thing I really liked about it is... Whoever the voice actor was for Psyduck did a great job because there are so many different ways to say Psyduck and every time it's kind of like Groot with like, you actually do understand what they're saying, like what their intentionality is behind yeah. just saying their name. Like, cause they, they it's all in the tonation. So right. I, the, the Psyduck voice actor, good job. So the Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur are like, yeah, we'll help out. They basically like take Tim and the Pikachu over to the he's like oh, we need like a pokemon who can heal him and so they're like yeah just follow us so they follow and they go into this like secret little passageway 
um, with this like cool little stone altar thing, and they're just like, yeah, put him there. And um, they put the Pikachu on there, and my big bad boy Mewtwo shows up, and he's like, hey, what's up, Tim? What's going on? I know you, brother. <laughs> cool. And um, shows Tim that he's not really that sort of bad guy, actually. Pika- like he actually saved Pikachu from the crash. Like he he said that like humans are bad at one point. Yeah. Like the, he was like showing he like mind melded with Tim and was like showing him what was going on. But he heals Pikachu for Tim, and he was trying to reveal to Tim like what exactly like the plan was. And he told Pikachu like thanks for bringing Tim here. Like I needed him to do that. I don't. It's never really explained why. No, that's not made clear. I was trying to just think why does that happen. He just was like get his son or something. Yeah. Um. But in the middle of it, it's cut off because the bad guys come. The junior Cliff Junior is there. Does some like have some robots attack? Yeah. They they it sends out these electric these electric drones basically that trap Mewtwo and drag him back to another containment facility. But they leave Tim and Detective Pikachu alone like they're not captured again they don't try to go after Catherine newton and her psyduck again like they're they're, they just want mewtwo it's really that was kind of a weird yeah it's not really thought out no it's not thought out at all whatever um but our characters move on our characters and pikachu yeah detective pikachu now feels uh, a little guilty because mewtwo suggested that detective pikachu was somehow in on some sort of plan and was supposed to bring the sun or somehow betrayed Harry. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they show that Detective Pikachu actually used, like, a a, um, a Thunderbolt to unlock Mewtwo. Like, Mewtwo, the only reason Mewtwo got out yes. is because Detective Pikachu, like, helped Detective him Pikachu escape. Detective Pikachu helped Mewtwo escape. So it was like, well, Harry's dead because Mewtwo killed him, and I, he, Detective Pikachu thinks, because he has amnesia, that he killed Harry. Yeah. So they split up. Tim's like, I still have hope. And he runs out, and he's going back to the city to try to like to try to do something. Yeah, he decides to go talk to the big red. Oh uh, yeah, he's got. He dad. wants to go find the big red dad, and tries to go get him. Wh- whatever her name is goes to. She wants to report the news about it or whatever. So yeah. she goes, and it's the day of the parade. Um, so it's the big parade. Everybody's hooting and hollering. They're getting ready for for good old Pokemon time. Tim goes back to, and meets Big Clifford, but Big Clifford. Uh, actually, is the bad guy oh, the whole who time. who saw it coming? Me, as soon as he told me that Mewtwo was an abomination. So he, <laughs> he stole Mewtwo back because they developed this headset that would let that would let them mind meld so that Big Clifford could get inside the mind of Mewtwo. So they put it on Mewtwo, they put it on Big Clifford, and then now Big Clifford is Mewtwo. Um, and so the reason... And, and there's actually, my favorite line in the movie is Big Clef- Clifford, as Mewtwo says... My body is in that chair, but I am in Mewtwo. <laughs> Do you remember I'm, that? Yeah. <laughs> I am in Mewtwo. Or, if, even if that's not in the exact line, it was awesome. It's it was it was really so. It, it was bad. I guess that like like certain tools can override a Pokemon's abilities. However, if Mewtwo is supposed to be like the strong, like they say outright multiple times in the movie that Mewtwo is the strongest Pokemon, which is false is not the strongest Pokemon. It's actually not even that good of a Pokemon. Um, <laughs> how would then... Wouldn't his, like, psychic ability just be able to just resist it? Or I guess yeah. if, they, if they get it into, like, a state where it is weak, like, you know, if you're able to capture a Pokemon by, like, hitting it a bunch of times and then throwing a ball at it. So, like, 
it does kind of make sense. He's, you know, he's bound up by the electric shit. They have him all captured. It's like, all right, I guess they could have feasibly weakened him. Right. And he is a, you know, he, his psychic connection is basically they're using it against him. You can almost logic it out. So the reason why um, Clifford wants to become Mewtwo is because, you know, like he lived with, he went out on like a, a spiritual journey and lived amongst Pokemon which was his own idea for building this city because like he was he had like this disability now he had this incurable disease or whatever um so he like can't walk anymore so he realized that like well pokemon just evolve so why can't like humans evolve and the next logical step for humans to evolve is to just become pokemon because pokemon can already improve themselves if we like if we just improve like if we become pokemon we then can improve ourselves further so we regress to improve. It's actually like the failing upwards mentality is where <laughs> you have to bring yourself and fail down to move up. So that's what his goal is. He developed the um, the serum as well, the, the Pokemon Kush. And the reason being is that if the Pokemon are enraged, that's what the serum does. Then what Mewtwo can do is actually swap the bodies of the Pokemon or like they can take the human body and like put it into the pokemon or like the human consciousness and put it into the pokemon yeah Um, while they're in the altered state which canonically is not a power that mewtwo has he cannot do that (laughs) yeah you know and that's fine they're clearly making some stuff up making some stuff up for if you accept that in this movie mewtwo is the most powerful known pokemon apparently and you also accept that he has these psychic abilities then sure why not like psychic pokemon can do pretty cool shit like they can make obviously they can make like illusions or whatever but they they definitely cannot body swap people (laughs) yeah but they're not even swapping they're just putting the people into the pokemon and that basically is revealed to be the big plan for the parade is all the floats release the perp yeah and turn the city of people into their pokemon partners so that's what that's what the um clifford the big red mewtwo needs to do He's turning them into the Pokemon partners. Detective Pikachu, meanwhile, uh, like in a different section. He is, yeah, he's independently he stumbled on the crash yeah, site. And he figured out, he saw the Greninja star. That's what he figured yes, out. Yes, he saw the Greninja star yeah. on the ground. So he was like, oh, it wasn't that the Mewtwo actually killed Harry. Um, it was the Greninjas killed Harry. So the, And Mewtwo was, a, was actually trying to yeah, stop them or yeah, something. Mewtwo came later and... and fucked up those Greninjas, which again, if Greninja's a dark type and Mewtwo uses psychic attack, they wouldn't have worked anyway, so whatever. Uh, so the, they're fighting in the city. He gets back there pretty fast. Because he's realized Clifford is evil. Right, whatever. So he runs back to the city and he's like, I got to help them out. He realized, like, Detective Pichu realizes that all these Pokemon are actually, like, humans in Pokemon bodies now. He talks to the girl who's in the Psyduck. She kind of, like, lets him know in what's going on. That Mewtwo is is running the show now and is Clifford, I guess. Yeah. And they have a big fight on the on the floats or whatever. Um, he learns how to use his, his abilities again. During all this, Tim is in the office of Clifford. His son falls out of the closet there. He was just tied up in the closet. Yeah, bound and gagged. Bound and gagged, pretty hot. And um, another Tim shows up who's actually transformed to the pink-haired chick because she's actually a ditto. Yeah, because they <laughs> did have a throwaway moment earlier when Clifford, Big Clifford has his ditto, who is apparently his Pokemon, 
become a person that pushes wheelchair. So they they established that in the quickest oh, of ways. I totally yeah, forgot. They established that so briefly early on that the Ditto is uh, Big Clifford's Pokemon. Party. It's a, this is actually like. In some points, this movie is like, what is going on? Like, this is poorly constructed. And then in other parts, it's like, that was clever. Yeah. Like, I didn't even notice that. It's a good mix of, like, kind of stupid like, and poorly they, thought out and, like, building to moments that they They hit, like, certain payoffs, but they have to put, like, bad structure in yes. the middle of it to yes. hit the, 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 um, the good payoffs. Which I think is, is not a good priority, but... Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> It's, I'm forgiving the sins of Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy Arceus, please, please forgive us for our wrongdoings. Detective Pikachu died for our sins. <laughs> he died for our sins. <laughs> so they, they have to fight, they have a fight with it. He literally is fighting the Ditto, um, Tim is. And it distracts him long enough for the Ditto to actually turn into, like, a Cubone, and it's, like, smacking him when he's, like, falling off there. Um, yeah, he's on the edge of the building, and, the, and you know, after turning into a Machop and yeah. something else as well, he's got him falling off the edge of the building, and he starts tapping his fingers with the bone, which is actually pretty funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. To get him to fall off the building. Um, and the big Clifford, or Clifford Jr. kicks that guy out of there. He literally dis- he dis- is animal cruelty dead up to that, that Ditto, just doesn't give a shit, um, but totally fucks his ass up. Yeah, it turns out it turns out that uh, Lil Clifford, um, not a bad guy, still a huge dick. Like, he is a massive dick, terrible person, <laughs> but like not evil, not evil. Just like he's just like my dad, definitely insane and evil, and like not what I wanted for our company at he's all. He's just Lil Clifford's just an egomaniac. Like literally, Lil Clifford's an egomaniac, but he's not out of touch. Like he still, right. like he still understands the difference. Like he's like, I don't want to turn everybody into Pokemon. I just want to make a, a like a good profit. Like that, <laughs> like I will make significantly less profit if people are Pokemon because they don't commerce. Yeah, like, this I think they let's don't a, pay this for is anything. a good moment to talk about the villains. So I, I do feel a little bit weird about the big villain basically being a disabled guy who is trying to like undo his disability or is basically motivated by the fact that he's disabled. And that motivates him to fuck with the natural order. I don't know that I love that. It does make sense within the context of the movie that this guy would come to these conclusions. But it is, it's a little, it's a little iffy to me. I'm going to defend the villain's motivations here because all Pokemon villains have stupid goals. (laughs) In Pokemon Ruby and Pokemon Sapphire, if you play Ruby, the bad guy's team goal is to... We're going to make a world with no water. <laughs> so all the land Pokemon. It's just all land. <laughs> there's too much water. And the the bad guys in Sapphire, they they want the world to just be all water. They're like, I just want it all water. Just please, water forever. And that is maybe my favorite blatantly bad bad guy plan. Like, it is, yeah, I love those games. I love Generation 3. And those, the, the bad guys in those are... So clearly in, wrong. In Generation 6, the bad guy wants to um, use the power of these, like, ancient Pokemons to literally, dis- like, actually just destroy the entire country. <laughs> like, he, j- I, I don't remember why he wants to do it, but there's, like, there's also a dude in it who's, like, mysterious and is, like, was the king of that world, of that region, from, like, the original war that the weapon of mass destruction that is trying to be recreated is from. 
and he's just he just chills out and, and like help he doesn't really help you he kind of doesn't do anything gen 6 sucked <laughs> <laughs> it had two good pokemon in it like okay it had greninja's from gen 6 so greninja's pretty cool it had like five good pokemon in it and then everything else is bad about it <laughs> where were we what's going on in this movie so <laughs> So we're at a point where Detective Pikachu is trying to fight off the Mewtwo, and Clifford Jr. has rescued Tim from the side of the building. I think they just beat the Ditto. At some... I don't remember what happened. I don't know. They don't somehow beat that. the Ditto, and P- Detective Pikachu distracts um, Clifford Mewtwo enough to release the... So like, Yeah, basically, Tim. it'll give Tim, Tim the time, Tim to, time take to take the, the psychic connector like, yeah. off of Big Cliff. So Mewtwo's, like, free from Big Clifford's, um, grasp and everything. Um, and does Big Clifford, do, do they just straight up kill Blake, Big Clifford? No, I think or? he's, like, I think he's, like, arrested. At the, I thought he was, like, I think he just carted gets, away and arrested. Yeah, carted away or something. Basically, they saved the day. Mewtwo is good, actually. Yeah, he's fine. And is, like, I will undo literally everything that wrong has happened. So he puts everybody back into their own bodies, and he still, um, like, kind of thinks humanity is evil, but he thanks Detective Pikachu for showing him that not everybody not is. Not everybody's evil. And <laughs> the big reveal comes comes a little bit later. Um, so he's just like, there's one, last, there's one last thing I have to do. And explains the whole situation that Tim's dad and Detective Pikachu were helping Mewtwo escape, and but, like, they got caught. And Detective Pikachu was like, I will give my life up if you can save... Tim's dad's life. Um, Mewtwo is like, I cannot like bring him back to life, but I can put him in you. And so <laughs> he takes he takes Tim's dad and puts him in the Pikachu, but he doesn't but the Pikachu doesn't remember, which is why they like Tim can understand the Pikachu. Because he's just, actually a person. Because he's actually a person. So like if throughout the whole movie you see these flashes of Tim's dad and you never see his face. And as soon as the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, it's Ryan Reynolds, right? So <laughs> at the end of the movie, it's like it's it's like this big flash where it's like, yeah, I saved his life, right? Like it like Detective Pikachu is your dad. <laughs> so so at the end of the movie, like Tim's going back home. And the and Detective Pikachu's like, hey, kid. But it's not Detective Pikachu. It's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> and so Ryan Reynolds is back in the movie. Pikachu's just... Detective Pikachu's just a regular Pikachu with a hat on. He's not... It's just... He's still there. And just like... He's like, I'm gonna miss you, kid. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna miss you, too. And then he actually is like, you know what? I'm gonna not go back to the suburbs because they suck. Um, he threw his tree ticket out. And he's like, I'm going to live with you, Dad. I'm 21 years old. I'm going <laughs> to live in that room with the Pikachu bed still. And that's that's the end of the movie. He's like, uh, d- he lives with his uh, dad, who was a Pikachu, for <laughs> yeah for a couple days. Which, you know, I will say I did not see it coming that Detective Pikachu was Harry. I knew immediately. Because... <laughs> I just and it makes complete sense because of course he has amnesia. He can he can he's the only one who can talk to people. Like we reveal during the climactic battle that this is what it's all been. Lead, that this is what it's all about is the mind meld. So I don't know how I didn't see it coming, but I think it's just because it's so bonkers that why would I have thought they'd go there? <laughs> I knew it immediately. Like, Detective like... Pikachu is your dad. Like 
I appreciate the shit out of this movie for deciding to be that weird. Make movies weirder. If you're gonna do an adaptation of a franchise that everyone knows, I'm so glad they didn't just do training up to go to the Elite Four. Like, it's not just the most obvious version of a Pokemon movie. They really do get fucking weird with it. And I'm, I appreciate that even if I don't think the movie's great or anything. Final thoughts. Detective Pikachu I was all say, of our dads. I wish Detective Pikachu was my dad. Yeah. <laughs> what did you... So, would you recommend this movie to people who... To normal people? Or only to people who want to see would, some Pokemon movies? I would say if you... If you have a kid, take them to it. Like, if they if they want to go to it, take them to I, it. I think I heard, like... <laughs> a kid in the audience say to his mom, Stop asking me questions. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably like, which one's Pikachu? <laughs> yeah, that's why I said earlier, I don't know that I can actually recommend this movie to anyone who isn't familiar with Pokemon, because it does... You, you kind of need to have like a baseline of who Mewtwo is, at least. Like, If you have no idea who Mewtwo is, I guess it'll still basically make sense. It's like, fine, it's a powerful Pokemon. Whatever. That's all you really need to know. But a lot of the joy of the movie comes from recognizing the Pokemon in that part of our brain as they come on screen. That is a big level of the yeah, enjoyment you're like, of the movie. You're just like, oh, that's 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 a guy I know. That's Growlithe, that's Machop, yeah, you know, he's, that's he's cool. Um I I going into it I was like making fun of myself for going to see it, and I still am. But walking out of it, it's like it's not it's not like the worst thing I've seen like in a movie theater. It's, no, I've seen worse movies this year. Yeah, like I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Some moments are like corny and 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 stupid, but the it's what you get from a kids movie. Yeah, it's, I don't know what not, else you'd expect. It's not it's not directed towards me, and then there's jokes that are directed towards me, and that I'm like cracking up at because it's hilarious. Yeah, the the tonal variation helps. The, the shift in tones is just wild. Like I went from like he's a cute Pikachu to be like oh cocaine joke. Like not even like three seconds I'm pretty sure. Yeah it's uh it tries to be a little bit for everybody. They definitely chose the detective Pikachu angle because I, obviously I think any Pokemon movie they made kids were gonna go see. K people who are currently children and are aware of the Pokemon phenomenon are gonna want to go see this movie no matter what. But I think they chose the Detective Pikachu angle to try to get people like us who were and still are on some level fans of the franchise but are certainly adults now and aren't necessarily gonna see every kid's movie. They chose this to definitely lure us in. And, you know, that a little cynical? Maybe. Did it work? Yes. I liked... I like Detective Pikachu. Um, I like coffee. I like <laughs> drugs. And that's movie, this movie's got a lot of it. Yeah, if you want something that is like, you know, it, it's going to go through a lot of familiar story beats, but still have the ability to surprise you, you know, occasionally. Sometimes. Sometimes, you know. I, Sometimes surprised. You know, you saw the twist coming. I did not. And uh, this is just a Pokemon world. And we're just living in it. Yeah, I think in the movie they say this is this is uh, Mewtwo's world, Mewtwo's <laughs> and we're world. just living it. Just I, do they it. say that at one I, point? I know, but there's a song called like, like where the lyrics are, "We all live in a Pokemon world," like, and I want to be the master of them all. And I'm like, yeah, this is a Pokemon world, and I'm just, I'm just living in it, baby. Yeah, if if you want to see Pokemon and people hanging out, go see this movie. I if wanna you want to see Ryan Reynolds. 
do his shtick as a Pikachu, go see this movie. I think that I think that he honestly like if if I watch movies and it's just Ryan Reynolds' voice in it and I'm gonna look at him, that's cool. I'm cool with that. I would definitely see if they if they make another follow up like real world Pokemon movie. The sequel's already been greenlit. Oh, it's yeah. Detective Pikachu too. Yeah, it's oh, like, happening. Is it going to be like? Is it Ryan Reynolds? We don't know what's. I don't think there's anything announced about I'll, it. Yet. I will see the second one. But I would imagine it's going to be the same cast. I'm, I'm going to follow up with with the continuing adventures of Detective Pikachu. Hopefully, we'll get to discover um, cool Pokemon instead of Mewtwo, who's kind of lame. I'm definitely disappointed there was no Nine Tails. Because that's a beautiful Pokemon. I, I'm glad my favorite Pokemon made it into the movie. My second favorite Pokemon did not make it into the movie. My third favorite Pokemon, Gengar, made it into the movie. Which were what are those? Um, top number one is is Totodile. Number two is Mawile. It's Totodile, like like crocodile, <laughs> and he's very cute. Um, he likes to bite things, and I love him to death. Mawile is like a kind of looks like a little girl. But she has like a for her ponytail is like a giant mouth. Yeah, so I remember. It like opens I remember. Up and yeah, like I remember that. Hits you real bad. And Gengar's a cool little ghost yeah. guy. Um, he's fat and jumps around and likes to stick his tongue out. Who's your favorite Pokemon? You said Ninetales. I like Ninetales a lot. I like Groudon just because I played the Ruby big, a shit ton. The big ton. red lobster. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's cool. Um, they should bring Groudon in. Groudon's yeah, be great. Fun. I think what what is interesting is the audience for our movie. There was I think right in front of us was a couple, probably around our age, maybe a little younger, probably around our age though. Yeah. And then there were also and then sitting behind us was another group of guys. There were at least two families in there. What's I think. great about Pokemon is that it's it's inclusive, universal. Anybody can love it. I had growing up a tape that I used to watch religiously. It was a tape of this '90s ass guy. Like you could just picture him just 90s to a T and he went to a Pokemon tournament and like interviewed kids and interviewed like the parents there and one of the parents was famous Ghostbuster Ernie Hudson <laughs> and he just shows up and he's just like I love Pokemon I love hanging out with my kid playing Pokemon <laughs> and they just play Pokemon cards and it's great and there's one kid in it he fucking kills me every time he's like Charizard's not even that good of a card I had like six Charizards and I traded I have, t- I have two now but I traded, like, four of my Charizards away from good cards. I'm like, why'd they let this kid in? He's totally lying. He's just that kid on the bus. You know, you had that kid on the bus or the kid at school. Oh, like, yeah. My dad works at Pokemon. It's like, he, I can get you this card, I yeah. Can, it's like, yeah, you don't even know, like, your dad works in Seattle, where Wizards of the Coast is, where they print these cards out. Uh, your dad works in Japan, where they make the Pokemon. Yeah, okay, kid. <laughs> Big liar. Yeah, I think this movie, the experience of this movie is, I imagine, the experience of being a parent and having your kid explain Pokemon to you. <laughs> if that's, like, the first impression that you have of Pokemon is this movie, I want to be you so bad. <laughs> I want to just be you so bad, but I can't because I've I've had 17 points to my name to go to the World Pokemon. Like, you have to earn... I think it's like 400 points to actually qualify for the World Championships. I got 17. <laughs> You're on your way. I was on my way. I don't know that I would recommend it as a as a full movie experience, but if you like Pokemon, you will probably have at least a decent. If time. you really want the the Detective Pikachu drinking a coffee on your to like put you to, at your desk at work so people could talk to like just to have it there 
And so people can be like, oh, you like Pokemon? Then it's totally worth like the $13 to go <laughs> and and get this, this like two cents card um, <laughs> and have an experience with other adult people watching this movie. But if you're not into the card and you don't want to be that person at your job, then um, just wait till it comes out on like fucking like Netflix. Or yeah, something. I would say watching this on Netflix. Like I would, I would. Yeah, I, I can't say I would rec- like say say stay away from this movie. Netflix feels like the right recommendation for this one, but only if like you're on an account that like has your own profile. <laughs> so like, you know, if you're like sharing a profile with somebody, definitely don't because you're gonna get recommendations for like to watch more Pokemon <laughs> on Netflix. I don't know if that's up your alley, though. Yeah, it, it, the movie leans really hard, as we've said, on the uh, daddy issues thing, both with the villain and the protagonist, well, and that's not new ground in protagonist cinema. Protagonist in Pokemon, Ash doesn't have a dad either. Yeah, it's not new ground in cinema, it's not new ground in, in, Pokemon. in Pokemon. They you do hit it well. Like, they do... And and I think the reveal that Detective Pikachu is his dad <laughs> does, in fact, make the... What what felt like during the movie, like, oh, po- like Pikachu's, like oh, like, I push people away thing. It's like, okay, like, I guess that's true, but you have amnesia, so how do you know that? But, like, okay, that is true because he failed to connect with his son, the son failed to connect with him, and they do end up getting to reconcile. It does tell its story successfully. I wouldn't call it a failure of a movie, but I don't know that I can say it's it's great. 10 out of 10, I want that good Pokemon Kush. <laughs> I would smoke some Pokemon I was, Kush. I'd, I'd, get, I'd get high with some Ivysaur. What are some other Wii po- Pokemon? <laughs> oh, Ivysaur is perfect. Ivysaur is, like, always high, dude. Oh, what's the one with the... Uh, there's, well, there's Oddish. And then what is Oddish? Vileplume. Vileplume. Fucking Vileplume. Vileplume is, is definitely the weed Pokemon. Yo, he's... I want a Vileplume bomb. <laughs> that would be so killer. That is That would not be some Vileplumes. Those would be some... That would not be Vileplume. <laughs> that would be some tasty plumes. All right. Good job, everybody. All right, that's Detective Pikachu, Pokemon Detective the Pikachu. The case is solved. This is a good movie. Uh, I love Pokemon. We solved it. I love Pikachu. Yeah, uh, we're going to figure out what this is called. We'll uh, figure it out. You can hit us up on Twitter. What's your What's your at? At Luke Hannigan. You know the name. And uh, mine is at Story Politics. Uh, it's my new Twitter. I haven't tweeted from it yet. That's my new public wow, Twitter. that's great. By the time you listen into this, I'll have tweeted something from it. One thing. And uh, hopefully we'll have some set up for uh, this podcast as well. Follow us on the pod. iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, all the pod places that you can get it. SoundCloud. We're, we're SoundCloud rappers now. <laughs> this is our SoundCloud. Thank you for listening us rap. Shout out to the pod. <laughs> <laughs>